Hello everyone! How are you doing today? I hope you're doing great. Today we have a special guest on the podcast. We have my loved sister, Chloe, who is a musician. And shout out to her for making the little music for my intro and my outro. So, Chloe, why are you here today? Today, I'm here to talk about something I'm very passionate about, which is spirituality and more specifically, tarot, which is something that I practice and I'd love to share with the world. So today we're going to dive into tarot and talk about what it is, all the misconceptions as well that you can have around it and to really understand how to use the cards and that whole spiritual world that can be used by anyone actually. So Chloe, can you explain a bit what is tarot? So tarot is a form of divination which is the practice of symbolic interpretation using your intuition. So you would interpret messages and the symbolism within the cards but it can also be used with other tools so people can practice divination using dice uh, using regular playing cards using tea leaves and coffee cups you can also practice divination through uh, dream analysis and uh, general observation of your surroundings for example synchronicities repeating numbers and things like this it, you can pretty much It's like a live action tarot reading if you tune in and channel the, the messages that you might be observing in your surroundings. Right? Mm -hmm. So it requires you to actually meditate a little bit on your inner voice, allow that inner voice to be heard because most of the time people are so consumed with everyday life, they operate on a sort of automatic uh, system and they're not listening to that inner voice and they're not perceiving the repeated synchronicities in their life. Yeah, in cycles. Um, right, so divination can be practiced using all kinds of tools, but can also be practiced just observing your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And what is something that people don't understand about tarot? So a lot of misconceptions around tarot are that, firstly, tarot is going to predict your future, that you're going to go for reading and you're gonna be met with some kind of fortune teller who's gonna sit there and tell you like okay you'll have this many kids and you're gonna meet him at this point in time and I think it's very important to differentiate between tower reading and mediumship while there are fortune tellers and mediums that have an intuitive gift at predicting the future and events that might happen tower reading doesn't necessarily require mediumship right um, anybody actually can if they choose to do so uh, explore tarot reading and can extract guidance from it and and the benefits from it and you don't necessarily have to be a particularly spiritually inclined person right mm -hmm. you just have to be open to it and and understand how to maybe quiet your mind so that you can actually download those intuitive messages right the one disclaimer that i always give to my customers is that you will always have free will as a human being no one can tamper that free will anyone who says that you can is is just casting illusion right and with that free will comes the responsibility to take action so if you hear something in a reading that you don't like or that you do like it's important to understand that everything you hear in that reading is based off your current subconscious energy right that is what the cards are channeling 
the channeling the person asking uh, the, the querent the querent's energy basically and in that particular moment they are a reflection of that but that can change from time to time that can change from day to day from hour to hour if you mm-hmm. make a conscious decision to say i don't want to think this way anymore i don't want to perceive the world in this light anymore so i'm going to make an active decision every day to be more positive or i'm going to make an active decision to be more mindful of the recurring patterns that i see in my behaviors you have the power to change direction so tarot is literally meant to give you guidance to highlight something that you already know so it's meant to extract from the subconscious from the intuition and give voice to that intuition which often gets drowned out by the logical mind because we live in such a physical reality that demands us to sort of put our our needs for survival at those primal instincts first right so that's why we tend to stay in situations where we might get stuck in a job we don't like or in a relationship that isn't going anywhere that deep down we know we need to get out of but we're not willing to make the step out of our comfort zone because the logical mind says no this is safe this is secure right so that intuition gets drowned out often so tarot mm-hmm. literally is just it spreads out the message which is something that should already resonate with the person asking it's it's supposed to give a voice to that inner voice if that makes sense Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But how do the cards really connect with the person that is asking for a reading or doing a reading? So, generally speaking, I would ask the person to uh, think about their question or their current situation and channel that energy into the deck of cards. Preferably, if if they're comfortable to do so, they can hold the cards, shuffle them, cut the deck. Um, I do readings at a distance as well so it's not absolutely necessary to touch the cards but I ask the querent to really ponder and think deeply about their situation and then the cards will basically channel that person's current energy towards that situation this subconscious attitude towards the situation or the problem at hand or the person at hand whatever they may be asking about so that the cards when they when i spread the cards out i've got a a story basically it's a narration from start to finish with depending on the type of spread that we're that we're using in type of question it'll either be past present future or current situation and advice things that might challenges that might be presenting themselves and it is directly correlated to the person's energy in their subconscious okay so there's always a link to the reading that is being done and the person who's asking the question because a lot of people think that it's just random and uh, that is by chance the setting and the cards that come up no no it's directly correlated to the person's energy that's why i say that the person has the free will to change their attitude towards whatever the situation is and move it in a different direction. If you hear something saying that you're going to be promoted, you still need to take those steps towards that. You can't just sit back and go, "Oh, well the card said so," because you're by in doing so, your attitude then changes. The next day, your attitude is going to be one of maybe like I don't need to do anything, and that's a different attitude than the one you came into the reading with. Mm-hmm. So it is directly linked to the person if you hear that you know you're going to get fired or something or this, this is not the right direction for you you might take action in order to change. pursue something else or change your attitude towards this if you really want to hang on to that job right mm-hmm. so it's not set in stone 
And could you explain to us a bit the major and minor arcana or the card? Because a lot of people don't understand the order, the story. The main um, Rider Waite tarot deck, which is the one I recommend for anyone beginning tarot and learning about it. It's a story of the, the fool's journey, right? So you start off with the fool, which is zero. And he works his way through 78 different cards, depictions and characters and archetypes and situations, right? So the tarot is divided into two categories, uh, primarily being the minor arcana and the major arcana. The minor arcana is all your number cards and then your court cards. So page, queen, knight, king, those, those types. And then the major arcana is your overarching themes, right? The main events, and that's where the tarot will highlight, okay, this is major advice that I need to give, or this is, uh, you've got major changes coming. So you'll have cards such as the tower, death, death the, the lovers, lovers, the sun, right? So these are big themes. And um, when you're looking at analyzing, for instance, types of personalities or different types of energies that might be coming in, the tarot can also be connected to the elements so the minor arcana are divided themselves into different categories four categories you've got the wands which represents the element of fire swords which is wind which is everything to do with your mental uh mental focus clarity your intellect your communication uh fire i've didn't mention is anything to do with your passion your drive seduction Motivation. Romance, things like this. Motivation, yeah. Um, then you've got the cups, which is water element, which is to do with your emotional intelligence, your intuition, your creativity, your compassion, also romance. And then last but not least, you've got pentacles, which is earth energy. This is more grounding energy. It's to do with the physical realm, with the things that you value in life, with the your finances, with your careers, your abundance yes exactly and so then we can use those to basically analyze if you've got a lot of sword energy it indicates that the person is in their head a lot mm. maybe decisions need to be made um overthinking overthinking a need for clarity things like this so it really uh it really just depends on you want to look at who the major characters are in the reading And then when you get the, the major arcana, that is the major guidance, the main theme of the reading. Okay, and could you explain the relevance of numerology in tarot? What I love about tarot is it encompasses multiple different parts of divination. So numerology and synchronicities, mm -hmm. zodiac signs, elements, right? And also symbols with the water it means exactly a lot of nature symbolism color symbolism right so it's all in one in one display but numerology is important in the sense that it kind of indicates either a, a duration of time if you have repeating numbers uh, throughout the reading or it can be an emphasis on that particular number and what does that number mean for instance number one is initiation new beginnings Uh, number two would be balance and harmony. Three is creation, building, setting things in motion, right? You know, nines is completion, reaching the ends of cycles, and ten is, is the end, right? So it's like a full circle. But you want to basically see if there's anything chronological happening throughout the reading. It might give you an indication as to a timeline of how things happen. Well, thank you so much for uh, these explanations. I have one last question. Who can really practice tarot? Who can give advice? Who can use these powerful tools to give guidance? 
I personally believe that every one of us or humans have spiritual abilities. We just might not be tuned into them because of our environment, because of how we were brought up. Again, there are misconceptions around tarot being that it is evil or demonic, which is tarot at the end of the day, the cards are just a tool that you use to channel your own intuition, right? So the message that you receive are coming directly from you, meaning that anybody can actually engage in this. Um, of course, I will always recommend to people, but while you know they're engaging in spiritual practices, to be mindful of the setting, of the environment they're in, of the mindset that they're currently in. If you're trying to channel messages and you are in a in a mindset where you are distraught or you are stressed out you're angry i don't recommend doing these things because at the end of the day uh, tarot reading is energy work and you always want to be clear calm conscious when you engage in these kind of practices because you don't know what you might channel if you are in a, a state of anxiety right yeah, or vulnerable right so i always recommend to practice spiritual hygiene before you engage in these practices just as you would if you were to engage in prayer or if you were to engage in manifestation for instance or meditation it's all about calming the mind and if you are panicked when you are asking for things it it's going to Effect. It's going to affect what you're actually asking for and the energy that you're bringing and attracting towards you because you attract what you vibrate. If you're in a state of panic or anxiety, you're going to attract me attract messages that reflect that, right? Whatever you say, the universe will say yes to. If you say, I am calm, I am peace, I am uh, open to divine guidance, the universe will respond to that. But if you are angry, if you are hateful, if you have energies of... Um, you know, perhaps seeking revenge or, or resentment. spiteful resentment, mm. these energies will then reflect outwardly. So you always need to be very mindful um, when engaging in spiritual energy work. But that being said, I think everyone has the capacity. Everyone is born with intuition, with instinct. Animals all have instinct and it's more finely tuned because they require it to, to survive on a day-to-day -day basis. Intuition is like a muscle and in the modern technological world that we live in with limitless information at our fingertips constantly we have not needed to exercise that muscle it's important for everyone to actually reconnect to their intuition but just on a last note how do you clear the energy before you're reading how are you sure that you're in a calm mindset isn't it hard or how can some people really create a safe space everybody is different and everyone will have their own unique ways of calming themselves down a few recommendations i can put out there would be maybe take a soothing bath calm yourself if you've had a particularly stressful day right um, anything that will calm you down maybe a walk in nature just to quiet the mind don't put any music on necessarily just walk out listen to nature listen to the sound of the waves or the forest wherever you may be if you don't have access to that then you know maybe sit at home and put nature sounds on or just some calming meditative music journaling can get you if you're feeling anxious and you have things that you you don't want to project outwardly during a reading i recommend journaling beforehand so you uh, cleanse yourself of those thoughts that might be like the monkey mind you know that might 
be overwhelming when you're trying to meditate your mind is pulling you in different directions mm -hmm. so journaling can be a massive help with that okay. and generally if you are someone that practices smoke cleansing and things like this and that makes you feel more safe yeah. then I would encourage doing that always cleanse the deck of cards before and after each reading yeah you can also burn sage around yeah. your room to create really a, also a safe mm -hmm. space and to burn sage or use uh, incense. or incense oils um, if you don't have any of these tools you can just use the power of your mind and visualization by visualizing a white light that surrounds you a protective light that goes through the cards through your body through the space around you and you know maybe just some words of affirmation and intentions mm -hmm. but uh, generally speaking it's not just reserved for fortune tellers and mediums and things like this I think it's very important that everyone receives the guidance that they need and if they feel like they are called towards tarot then I would encourage exploring it I think it's a beautiful practice yeah exactly well thank you so much Chloe for all of these explanations if you guys have any questions about tarot feel free to message me on my Instagram I'm your safe space and I can also ask Chloe to answer some questions so really let us know if any of you are curious about this practice thank you so much for listening to this episode we really enjoyed it thank you and see you in the next one bye Bye. Bye.